Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, it's The Rundown, presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Well, for those that didn't catch it earlier, and John gave you a little update, um, Memphis Shelby County Schools have uh, are closing early Tuesday. They have made that decision because of the prospect of severe weather moving through the Memphis area, uh, starting really around 4 p.m. We've had a little uh, a one bout of it, but it's supposed to be much worse in terms of wind. I think uh, wind up to 40 miles per hour. Yes, wind gusts of up to 40 miles per hour, and tornadoes are possible according to the National Weather Service. Uh, as a cold front moves through the area later on. So district office is going to close at 3. Schools that started today at 7.15 going to dismiss at 1 p.m. If you just get the word, make plans accordingly. Schools that start at 8.15 going to let out at 1.45. Schools start at 9.15 going to dismiss at 2.30. Uh, mine's not getting out early yet. That said, this is obviously seriously serious enough that Memphis and Shelby County Schools have made that decision, yes, to close early. So we thought we'd hit you with a, the hard-hitting stuff right off top do that service for those parents that are just becoming aware of this. Uh, yes, and hopefully it, it blows over. The kids get out. It blows over without any major damage tonight. Well, yeah, you know, again, it's it's one of those deals where when <laughs> when you're getting word about the storm coming in two days in advance, you know, I tend to take those seriously. Now, look, have there been events in the past where, and typically it's related to snow, where we'll get like the, oh, big event coming, big, and then it's like nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, have that has that happened in the past? It ha- I think our meteorologists here do the best they can, but you know sometimes it just doesn't come to pass the way that the the models and uh, if and the and the forecast and the Doppler radar suggest. You know, so could this be one of those? I don't know. I have no clue. We'll know by tomorrow. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, when we we'll come know in by tonight, tomorrow, one of us will be right and one of us will be wrong. It's the it's the granddaddy of them all, once and for all, to decide. Who's right and who is wrong? Yeah, um, but yeah, like it's 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 one of those things where you know I, I remember as Desoto let out. Does anybody know? I, 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 right I, now, I just see Memphis. My wife's you know Kyerville. They have Kyerville. They have not. Is, they okay. have not. Yeah. So my kids' school is not. Um, yeah, I rem- it, it always seems to happen like during the winter, like the you would think like in this. I guess uh, Hurricane Elvis was during the summer, but don't you remember that uh, that that. Random Tuesday when it was like nine tornadoes in this area. It was like 2008. They called it Super Tuesday. Yeah. But yeah, vaguely, I do remember. It was that. like in February. Mm-hmm. It was just very random. Mm-hmm. You know, you would not think November is a time for severe thunderstorms and tornadoes and stuff like that. No, I'm going to bow out here. I'm, well, I'm just saying, like, from a, from a climate, it's supposed to be I'm colder. No Dave it's Brown. Supposed to be... I'm no Dave Brown can come in. I'm always ready. I'm always ready, aren't I? Well, I, I guess I met, not in, not in this case. You're kind of leaving me out to dry here. I needed a little bit more from you, a little more color on the weather. No, no, no. We needed to hit people with the straight news yeah. so they can make plans to get their and, kids. And, and, and to be honest, it's not even you're not even no getting play, out play. that early. Don't you're play even, with weather. You're not even getting out that early. For the, these kids are getting out like 20 minutes early. Oh, I'd t- take 1 p.m. if I started at 7:15. I'd take any early. They didn't let us out back in the day. What a gift! I I, I used to kids. come and go as I pleased. That was a that was a known thing. Now they, I'm sorry. Oh, at White Station, <laughs> bro. Peace. I'll see you later. I might come back. I might not. To go where? To the Wendy's over or, there? Well, or uh, home on Poplar. The Wendy's I, I would on go Poplar? to the Wendy's. I would go home. I would, you know, when you came, when you went, who was taking you home? I drove, bro. I had a 1997 Altima. You had a car in high school. Yeah. Really? Yeah. My what? my last two years. 
Ooh, you a big man on campus. I felt thing. like it. That thing was beaded. Keyword on big because you were much heavier. No, I was not, bro. That that, that was no. not until – we go over this once a quarter. You know, that did not happen until freshman year of college. Junior and senior year of high school, mm-hmm. totally fine. I've to- seen the pictures. You totally average. You don't need to get so defensive. Um, but, yeah, like back in the day um, when you parked in the senior parking lot, yep. they did not – they changed it now. Like I think somebody comes in and like they have like these you know these wires that they lock, they put a padlock on, and and you can't leave the parking lot once school starts. Oh, I don't, I didn't even know that technology back, existed. Back yet. in the day, so they had more trust, but we could just zoop, and then come back in, and it was no problem, no problem. They don't kids don't kids these days don't get to have that freedom. No, you're right. And and I you know honestly I understand that. Yeah. Because we live in a crazy time. Exactly. <clears throat> and somebody need be, might need to be where you're supposed to be these so, days. Somebody might leave the parking lot and come back with something. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's what you have to uh, protect against, I suppose. In this day, unfortunately, it's very sad. You know, you know, it's, it's not like something that we were thinking about back then. Um, but yeah, one o'clock, bro. Y'all can keep that. Yep. Twelve o'clock. That's like an early day, bro. Uh, Also, obviously, no after-school activities, aftercare. Folks called off, but yes, uh, Memphis Shelby County. Jason will watch your child. Uh, That's going to be tough to do as a service. That's going to be tough to do. Are we getting out early? Again, bottom line, no, we we won't hear. Again, my own my kids, not many other kids, are not getting out early as of right now, and I don't suspect that that will change. But uh, for those again in Memphis and Shelby County schools, uh, you'll be getting out a little early today. Next story. All right, uh, coming up in about an hour here, we will have kickoff oh boy. of United States Iran. This is a rematch of uh, U.S. Iran at the 1998 World Cup. The match. Do you remember, do you remember that one? Do you remember anything? Like, give me something here. You don't want to talk about the weather. You don't want to talk about the the 1998. Yeah, here we go. This is like, is this the World Cup theme? I, I'll be honest. I have not watched much of it at all. <laughs> like, I have not watched it. right. So why do you sit up yeah. here and turn this on me? About my World Cup memories. Well, I mean, you should have been watching the 98 World Cup. That was a big one. That was when the United States, believe it or not, was like top 11. Yeah, I think I remember that. In the world rankings. Mm-hmm. And Iran was like 42nd. And you know what happened? Iran ended our tournament. They they they, 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 they kicked our ass. Two to one. We and, owe them. And, like, this is one of those, this is one of those matches, right, where... You play Wales, you play England, okay. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, we can get along with those countries. It feels like there's some real, there's a real rift here between these two countries, Iran and the United States. Well, you saw what we did to their flag in the post. Did you see it? We, we changed it. We adjusted the, yeah. they didn't appreciate that. Yeah. So there, there is some tension there. Yeah, and like the, the reporters are coming at our players here. Get, the, get it pronounced correctly. Yeah, Iran. Iran. Iranian. Iranian. Yes. Um, not Iran and Iranian. And so, uh, you know, look, I'm not going to get into, and I don't think you would want to get into the the political backdrop of this. Do you want to get into that? Well, the fact that their players have been threatened, that their families might, you know, be, get physically, uh, or whatever it is, they've been physically threatened, their families, if those players, if they, what's the phrase they use, act up. And I suppose in that instance, they mean uh, not singing the national anthem because apparently their first match, some, some, did not participate in the second match. They all did. I think most expect that they will again today. Yeah. So, um, so they got they got pressure on both sides. Well, they're, they're, look, the it, Iranian players. Yeah. And and let's be real. The United States has no pressure. We don't care. We don't care if they lose. I don't care if they lose. It's not important to me whether or not they advance out of group play. Is it important to you? I mean, it's great, sure, whatever, we'll get up for it. But it's not like... Uh, I would like to advance, yes. Well, of course, but it's not like, oh, if they don't advance, it's the greatest failure on a, on a global scale that we've ever seen. No, because we have already identified we're a basic disappointment in men's soccer. We are a football... National men's soccer. You know, the United States is a football school, man. We're not a soccer school. It's just not what we do, right? Now, if it's third and long, we got to get a first down, we're going to get it. Not this. So uh, here's the backdrop. The United States has to win to advance. There you go. Now you're giving me something I can use. Iran only needs to draw to advance. If they lose, they do not advance. If the United States loses or draws, they do not advance. So there's only one way the United States can advance here, um, and uh, and I don't think they will. I think they, I think their season will end, their World Cup will end today. Uh, I just have no confidence in their ability to score enough goals. That's the problem. They can't do it. They don't have that guy, pal. 
So I think the I, I think the uh, I think the World Cup run is is going to be very short and sweet. And uh, so and Jeff's going to be right about the match. He's he's going he's somewhere. On assignment. Yeah, he's going somewhere. I don't know where he's going. I always thought those were fun stories to write about other folks watching an, an event, a big event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's only like a couple places you would go to, like really. Brass door. And Celtic. Okay. There might be a, there might be maybe one other here. There's going to be some spirited gatherings today. Yeah. Um, like the United States giving something to cheer about. But no, I, I, I do not, in fact, believe that we will win. We don't want to hear your negative outlook on, not negative. Lo- on losing today. It's not negative. It's just real. On the outcome today. We don't have good players. We have very average mid players. Um, and that's what – there's only one guy that we have who's like worth anything, uh, and that's uh, that's uh, Pulisic. And so, like, can he can he make some magic happen? I don't know. That's he going to have to. That's what it's going to boil down to. Otherwise, uh, we're going to be on that long flight back to the crib. Anyway, 1 o'clock, we'll be uh, covering it. We'll keep you up to date. U.S. Iran for all the marbles. Winner advances. Loser goes home. Next story. I uh, mentioned this a little bit earlier. Uh, Jerry Jones very interested in getting Odell Beckham Jr., uh, one of several headlines in, in what's been a relatively low-key week leading up to week 13. Uh, what are we, through 12 weeks now in the NFL season uh, the news with Odell was that he was kicked off that plane in Miami. So, of course, these reporters are coming to Jerry Jones, asked him, does that incident uh, matter to you? Odell says he was asleep on the plane before it took off. Uh, you know, He's got a whole other side of this story, but he was escorted off uh, by officials. Uh, he is 30 years old now. He's coming off an ACL in the Super Bowl last year. John pointed out, yes, he did catch a touchdown in that game before uh, before suffering that ACL injury, but was very valuable for that Rams team. The question is, could he be close to as valuable for this Dallas Cowboys team that seems to be mm-hmm. uh, coming together at the right time right now? You can run, uh, as our man Mike Wall pointed out earlier this week, you can run on that Dallas outfit. There's no question. Now, Mike Parsons probably going to be defensive player of the year in the NFL this year, but you can get physical with them and run on them. They've shown that this year. That said, everywhere else they look pretty good and offensively seem to be coming together like we talked about. That that rapport between Dak and CD seems to be growing. So the question becomes, do you need him? And if you decide you have, like Jerry Jones decides you do, as Jerry Jones seems to, he's hell-bent. He thinks this year's their Super Bowl year. Again, this messes up. Pollard, Zeke, you got a good thing going right now with those guys and with the receivers you've got. Um, do you think he could be even close to as impactful for the Cowboys as he was for the Rams last season? Probably not based on, like you said, the time he's not going to have to develop that rapport. But, I mean, I do think he is – I mean, he's still a contributor. He can still be a contributor, which is they're going to pay him basically nothing. You know, he'll get a vet minimum, and uh, and he'll come in, and, and he'll just be one more, you know, weapon that, that the defense has to worry about. Just, you know, kind of like – He'll probably be a slightly better version of Julio Jones. You know, Julio Jones kind of is is just out there, but he can still come up with a big first down every now and then. And you have to you have to give him attention. Um well, how old is Odell? 30. 30 years old, but mm-hmm. he's coming off that, that 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 big injury obviously. He's he's younger than I thought. I thought he was like 34. He's not that old. Um so I don't know, maybe maybe he can. Maybe he can be a a, a number 2 slash number 3 for them. I mean, he he's an upgrade over Noah Brown. I, I believe that. So that's I, how you, I, we don't we don't have the we haven't seen him on film. We we don't well, know in what kind of the last condition time we saw he's him. How about that? The last time we saw him, he would Absolutely. be an upgrade over Noah Brown. He would be their number two receiver. You know, and it's fun to think about. I mean, it feels like a perfect place for Odell Beckham. Doesn't he feel like a think, perfect I think Dallas? The, I think the potential of creating any kind of drama or waves in Dallas when you seem to have a good thing going right now can always cause some issues, especially with Mike McCarthy at the helm. Uh, a guy who I've never thought of as a, you know, with with Mike Tomlin, okay, you don't worry about Antonio Brown. Mike McCarthy's not a guy who squashes out drama real well, mm-hmm. uh, put it that way. So, uh, again, if Odell's not getting targets early, could he be a guy raised? I, I would think for the greater good at this point in his career, he's not so selfish uh, in a way that he used to be. Uh, that's I, I just like what Dallas has got right now. You're right. I mean, you make a good point. Could he add to it? Could you just pick up a first down every now and then? You're not asking him to go in there and be the number one. Sure, you could if he's in decent physical shape. I just don't think necessarily they need it. That I, I think where Dallas's issues are right now, right now is what they need to solidify. Do do like Philadelphia. Make sure your your run defense is stout. 
you know, address areas that are weak right mm-hmm. now. I suppose some Dallas fans would say that receiving core is. I, I'm not one of them. I see it coming together. Well, where, where, I'm, where, I'm not one to give Dak more options. I like with what he's doing right now, where that offense is with the run game, the way they're including Pollard, Ezekiel. I, I say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Where would you? What would you recommend Odell Beckham? Especially go, then? not knowing in what condition he's in. Where would you? What, where, where would you recommend him go? I, I, again, if I'm if I'm an NFL team, I'm I'm asking myself, is it worth it? You know, at this point, physically, need him to come in past the physical. I don't have a situation, John, where I look at it and say, okay, Odell puts him over the top. How can you when he's coming off an ACL? If you if you're if you're going off what Odell was when he tore the ACL for the Rams, that's one thing. We can't go off that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we so, can't. No, again, my, my whole thing with Dallas, you're on the rise right now. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Jerry's got a tendency to add when he doesn't need to. I think you might be doing it here. I'd be looking maybe for a run stopper off the street. And Dominican Sue or whatever was sitting on the on the couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, go go pick up somebody to help stop that run. Yeah. Address areas where you're weak. Next story. Uh, in the world of college football, we've talked a little bit about it, but it is the story of the day Hugh Freeze finally finds his way back to the SEC. He has agreed to a deal to become Auburn's next head Coach, uh, this is from John Cohen, quote, after a thoughtful, thorough, and well-vetted search, we ended where we started with Hugh Freeze. Of all the candidates we considered, Hugh was the best fit. Fit has several meanings, but the most important factors were student-athlete development, football strategy recruiting, and SEC experience. Six-year deal, average of $6.5 million annually. Uh, He's been at Liberty, as we know. That is sort of where the redemption tour began, um, and they have been better than ever at Liberty. They beat Arkansas uh, last month uh, on the road at, in Fayetteville and beat them pretty good, honestly. Um, <clears throat> we know that he, he you know, was, was really good at Ole Miss, beat Alabama from 2012 to 20, 2016, got A.J. Brown, got Laramie Tunzel, and then, of course, the controversy at the end. Uh, there are some things that are, I, I think, kind of interesting. Like there's, there's debate about who is he relinquishing control of his social media accounts. Now, he says he has not. And will I know not. I've saw the conflicting reports on that. Yeah, so he says he's he is not he will not relinquish control of his. But but you know you got to wonder like, and I and I do think it's true. And, and there are a lot of coaches who suffer from this. Like Dan Wilkin pointed out that you know Hugh is a guy that probably will never be able to fully do that because he's consumed by criticism and he always wants he wants to convert people. You know who are like there. You've seen a million times. People who will post screenshots of direct messages because they've been critical of Hugh, and he'll he'll message them and say, "Hey, you know, I'm praying for you," or you know, some some variation of that, right? Some very. Um, but you wonder at what point, if you're Hugh Freeze, where you just you don't do that anymore. You just like you you either stay off of the app or you know you get out of that mode of trying to make everybody a believer because you know you can't. And I do think like at some level, you you you've come all the way back, man. You've come all the way back. You were out. You had no, you know, you couldn't get a, a group of five job. Liberty. Liberty. With the Falwells and everything they got going on is the only place that would yeah. give you a shot. And you have come all the way back. That that stands on its own. That 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 speaks for itself. It, you know, it, as from, from my perspective. But, of course, you know, Kevin Durant still gets, you know, he'll still go back. He'll, he'll go back and forth with people, too. I don't know. Like, you just feel like at some level there is a, there is a threshold of success that you cross where you're just like, I don't. I don't care, you know, what this dude, you know, t- tweets about me. Oh, you got me thinking. I mean, Lamar Jackson, we just saw this instance this yeah. weekend where a guy yeah. came at him about the don't pay him the $250 million or whatever it was and sort of set him off. He put out a tweet, uh, expletive lace tweet apparently, had to take it down. But you saw him. Lamar certainly reached a certain level of status now yeah. as a former MVP of the league where you'd think, okay, well, you can cut that off or that criticism shouldn't bother you. Uh, listen to Marcus Spears talk about this too this morning. It's, e- it's easy for us to say uh, it shouldn't bother you. Turn, tune it out. You heard Harbaugh talking about how he's talked about with Lamar and those players particularly, but, but this applies to any instance, especially right after the game. Right after a loss, you're going to go out there. All it's going to be is negative. His whole point of – and Lamar even – to your point about trying to convert guys or freeze, trying to convert people that don't believe in him, there there is no positive in that because there's always going to be someone out there that's trying to draw you in yep. into that. So if you keep going out, you keep wanting to battle it, there's never going to be any shortage of, of folks that continue to come at you. And when you show that it bothers you to that point, John, that just invites it more. 
I mean, KD and the the whole burner thing. I mean, that that when you find out how sensitive it is, yep. that just invites it more. And so then you've got to live with it that way. I'll continue to harp on, you know, is Hugh Freeze going to stay off social media or try to convince people he's a he's a good person or a changed person? Probably not. But what he's going to have to realize is there is no positive in 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 doing that in terms of in terms of of doing the job you have to do at right. Auburn right now. And that's no, what you exactly been, right. You're you're yeah, th- those two things have to be have to be separated. Yes, and, and probably are best suited to be uh, again. You know, easy to say, develop the tough skin or whatever else. We've all got our lines. Lamar certainly had his line. I mean, they've been criticized before. They've blown leads, lost games. Lamar said, hey, you can't throw. He's managed to stay away. But but the one about his money got him. So my point, we've all got our line. And, um, man, it's just yeah, become I, a cesspool, dude. That's, I, I, I don't get, I don't get uh, outraged about, you know, because we're talking about college football coaches. And would it be ideal if they were, you know, role models? I suppose, yes, because that's kind of the job you're, 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 you know, bringing along young men, but but there there it there does I think at some point have to be a suspension of disbelief that the best role models are not who's getting these jobs, it's the best winners. Who who and, I've known them for a long time. And, and, and would it be I would it be great if they the the two were the same? You know, yeah. Like I I I, I think Nick Saban's probably a great role model. Like I've you know I feel like he he, he would you would say that he's you know it hasn't really gotten in any kind of you know, issues or anything like that. But, you know, how can we vouch for the majority of the, we, we don't know. We have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> we, we truly have no clue what's being said or done behind the scenes anywhere, NFL, college football. So I just, and, and by the way, this doesn't just apply to coaches. It applies to players as well. Like I never, I don't go to bed at night thinking that all these dudes are saints, you know, like, oh man, this guy is, just you know, a Memphis Grizzly player, man. He is just the best guy in the whole. world. I don't know, and it's not my business. So I don't, I don't waste time, I don't waste time or energy worrying about it. You know, is it, is it, is it his private life? That then I don't care. If it gets public, that's a different story. But if it's his private life and he's handling his business and he's handling his affairs and he's like winning games and all that and he's putting up triple doubles in the garden, whatever. I, I mean, does that make me? Does that make me depraved? But that's how I come at it. And I feel like if Hugh Freeze wins games and gets recruits and he's, you know, competing in the SEC West, then, you know, that's, that's the only thing that's going to matter. That's the only thing that really should matter. I, I just have a hard time thinking he would, after it's been so publicly laid out, his fall, that he would fall into the same traps. Not to say we don't go back, but when it was that public, hopefully he's learned something from it. Yeah. Clearly. And, uh, you know, for, for Auburn uh, – Rest of the SEC West on notice. I would, I, I would think this is a guy who can come in and win big. Mm. Oh, and with those resources, there's no, no reason about it. As long as he doesn't trip himself up again, there's no reason to believe he won't. Yeah, and this goes back to our conversation that we've had, you know, many, many times about you know being able to you know differentiate man from coach or athlete. You know, um, I, I kind of think I, if you're going to be a fan of sports, I, I feel like you have to do that. Otherwise, you're just going to be disappointed a lot. People are going to disappoint you. That's like that's mm-hmm. that's life, and that's that, that doesn't just apply to like being a like in your daily life. People are going to disappoint you, but if you come at this like, oh, I need everybody that I'm a fan of on on a, on a basketball court or a football field to be a good person off of it, you're going to be let down because they're not, and they're just like anything else, you know. Like they're going to do things that you don't agree with. They're going to you know, I and mean, that's they're going to say things that you disagree with. I mean, that's that's. That's the world we live in, and that's fine with me. I know like one person like that. It's Thaddeus. <laughs> I can't think of one bad thing. I'm I'm dead right, serious. Right, right, right. And no, and I probably could come up with a list. Well, no, I but mean, that dude. I mean, he's living right. You ain't never seen a bad word about Thad. Well, or a bad thing written. There are absolutely. I just, I'm, but it's too important. But no, to your point, we all fall short, John. I mean, yes. it all goes back to that. Yes, that's nobody's like, perfect. That's why like, I up, see all these holding up your sports idols as right. heroes probably going to lead you to disappointment at some point. Yeah. Especially if you follow them close enough to be involved in the personal life or be reading about that. Well, like, yeah, we, like I we see, get all that. I see but, people on Twitter like clutching their pearls about Hugh Freeze and like, you know, my God, man. I mean, what what are we supposed to do here? I mean. Would I recommend it? I'm not sending Riley to play for Hugh Freeze, but, you know, that's not what this is even about. 
it, that's a totally different, you know, deal that they're, you know, I don't know. I just feel like when you're when you start wading into those waters, mm-hmm. it gets it is slippery, man. You know, it gets real slippery real quickly. I'm not rooting for or against Hugh Freeze. I, you know, it's not like it's not like I'm sitting up here saying redemption for him, man. Yeah, I can't I can't say that I am either. I'm not. But rooting for I'm not rooting. I'm not rooting like oh he doesn't deserve like. Here's the thing. We forgive a lot if you can get the job done, you know, in whatever industry you work in, whether you work in media, whether you work in uh, sports, Mm -hmm. whether you work at Imperial, you know, which some of us on this show have done in the past. Yeah, probably. Um, Like, if if you take, you know, copious notes and and, and you're diligent in what you do, you you can be forgiven for a lot of things. Um, Like when you quit at Taco Bell. Well, again, you know. I was given a woman's shirt. I'm just saying to walk, just walk off. But I, and I, not know, doing it in a very classy manner. I, I see, and, I, and I've learned a lot. You, you left that on. You left them beans to another employee. He had to double his beans load because you just want to walk off and quit because you got a girl shirt on. Well, you, well, I mean, I but didn't think even, about think about that. Well, why was that not you very know, classy at all? I don't think it was very classy to give me a girl shirt. I mean, a man should not be wearing a shirt that zips up. Now, should he? I just think about who you were. Do you remember the, your coworkers? You didn't think about them, did you, when I, you walked up? I, I, I think they we're going to be able to hold it down. And I, as you know, I also was not allowed near the food. I was the cash register man. You know what I mean? So, but, but the point is, is that if you are good at what you do, we, for, we are willing to forgive a lot in our culture. And that's probably the way it should be. Like, you freaking didn't commit a crime, I, I guess. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. You have to look into that somewhere. Some nuance there, perhaps. But yeah, I, I just I feel like it's always you know Twitter and people on there are just they 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 clutch their pearls and nobody's ever supposed to get a second chance and nobody's allowed to ever you know reconcile the things that they've done. And sounds like John gonna be in the free suite at the Auburn games, doesn't it? That sounds like you you're gonna have tickets there. Well, I, th- I think he's gonna do a great job. I mean, he's gonna get quarterback there. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna put up points. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, it, all this stuff, too, about people have caught up to Hugh Freeze. I can't tell. Guy's won every level he's been at. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, where has he not won at? I, he went to Liberty and got them got a, for a friggin' second-round draft pick out of that. Arkansas developed Malik. Uh, whooped BYU this year, didn't they? Whooped Arkansas this year in Fayetteville, which is what he's going to do at Auburn. He's going to turn him into a national title contender. That's the game that got him hired at Auburn. As long as he doesn't you know, slip up again personally. Yeah, like so. I think I – think, uh, Alabama fans have. I hope for him and his family he doesn't slip. I guess I don't know if that's rooting for freeze. I just hope he's. Well, yeah. Again, if, that, if that's rooting for maturity and, and learning from mistakes, something I, I hope to do and strive to do every day, then then I'm rooting for him in that sense. Mm-hmm. But in terms of not not winning games or losing games. Yeah, sure. I mean, look. But, uh, but as a as a as a person who hopefully has changed in some ways myself, yeah, right. I'm always rooting for people to change and learn from mistakes i guess i can say i'm rooting for freezing that aspect right and there and there are details that people will come with about like the briar crest days which i am just so me, me too man like and I, I and i covered the preps i yeah. covered freeze the briar crest. i won't touch it i won't uh, you touch know, it i'm not I, i'm not won't be a part of that because I'm, I'm not I pr- I, me either yeah it's like i i'm not privy to it i'm, I'm not, not and i'm not gonna bring rumors and speculation exactly to the right. table. exactly all, all i can all i can discuss is what we know publicly you know like that all i can credibly discuss is what we know publicly um, and I just, I am a person who believes in like, if you're a talented person and you're not a crime, you're not a, you're not a, a, a danger to society, then by all means, I think you should get a chance and an opportunity to apply your trade without judgment. Cause I mean, who, who am I to judge my man? You know, who are any of us to I judge? Know. I mean, you gotta think about how arrogant it must be, how arrogant you must be. To ever judge somebody, you know, like I, 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 I do my best in my daily life to just say, you know what, like that person's got to be going through something, you know, that person that I, 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 I got to give people the benefit of the doubt, man, because like again, who am I to judge? I got my own things going on, you know, I, I, I who am I? I'm not on some pedestal. I'm not on some perch here. I'm just, I'm just another human being out there like you. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I don't judge people. People make decisions. Sometimes they're bad decisions. They, we, 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 I think we owe people grace where we can give it, you know, if we ourselves are not the victim here, you know, I think that's a different conversation when there's a, when there are victims, 
And there are, you know, but this by all accounts is, you know, not that, not that what we're dealing with here. So um, anyway, Hugh Freeze is, and, 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 and look, you know, that, that is probably the case for Auburn not making the hire that we just had that conversation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about recruiting. It wasn't about beating Nick Saban. It, wasn't, it was about, like, all the other stuff. But eventually that will cease. Eventually that does not become a topic. It's a topic for a day, and then guess what? It's going to be who he hires. It's going to be who he gets in this first recruiting class. It's going to be, you know, how good they are a season from now. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, Alabama fans now have to actually worry about Auburn for the first time in a long time. Um, that's what I. That's my upshot of it here. It's not like you go on Easy Street with Harson and and uh, and the years prior to that, but uh, it's a it's a real thing again uh, with Hugh Freeze. So he is the man who gets the job uh, in Auburn. Next story. I got one more. Just thought this was a little bit ironic. How about last night at the Lakers game? Not sure if you uh, saw this. You might have saw the outcome. Lakers lost. That's not a surprise. Lost to the Pacers, one sixteen, one fifteen. At halftime of that game, guy comes out of the stands. Hits a half-court shot for $75,000. Runs around, does the gritty, whatever else, gets a hug from Anthony Davis. But for the team right there on the court, and for the team that's, what, dead last and yes. three-pointers made per game, 28th in the league in three-point percentage, this dude goes right off there and nails a half-quarter first shot. Takes one step, John, knocks it down. You ever hit a half-quarter? Uh, like, like on an NBA floor? No. Half court in your life. Oh, yeah. I mean, Stop, stop. No, you haven't. A half-court shot? What, like a church? Yeah. No, you you likely have not. This dude comes off when seventy five thousand dollars shot is not just embarrass the Lakers, by the way, the fact you do in a in a way, but the fact you get seventy five thousand dollars to it too. Off you you take their money, right? I'm sure you paid a little money to be in the building. You get money from them knocking that thing down. And folks can't hit three. They can't hit the side of a barn this season. Guy comes off the out the dang uh seats and hits a hits a long range bomb. Mm. Then they lose. Then they lose to the Pacers, who are twelve and eight. Halliburton. Halliburton, Miles Turner. Don't forget Miles. You keep wanting to bring him into the conversation. He had late 15 and 13. Had, you had a discussion with someone about Miles Turner. Bro, I've been on Miles Turner. I've been on Miles Turner for years. That deal with just Miles does not help the Lakers. Got to get Buddy Heald in there. Yeah, but I'm saying Miles Turner was great. Difference last maker, night. Yes, yes. Yes. You yeah. What what's what do you what year is he in the league? He's not been in the league that long, bro. Miles Turner's only uh, well. He's twenty six. He came in in twenty fifteen. Okay. He's not. I mean, but he he would help. He would help big time. He's a he's a good player. Good, uh, especially defensively. You have a weird infatuation with him of late. I, I've uh, I'm a I'm a Miles Turner truther. What I'm can just, I say? Seventy five thousand for the gentleman who hit the half court shot last night. Uh, embarrassed the Lakers. Took their money. Lakers lose. Mm, it is just it is it just gets worse and worse. And LeBron's back. That's the thing. Yeah. Like AD, they got AD LeBron still losing the Pacers. They yeah. had the, led by 17 points in that game, lost. It's like it's you know, when you're when you're it's done. When your heroes fall off, it happens <laughs> fast. I mean, Tom Brady out there losing the Browns this weekend. Yeah, he looked bad. He missed Did not, you see him after the game? He like, missed my games like both. four times. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers another one for sure. He stinks. Matt Stafford won a Super Bowl now, he stinks. They get old. Your heroes get old for real. And it and it just but it's it's like pew. It just it it's not like a slow decline. With Tom, it has been, right? It's it's been it's been well. He has I wouldn't know. I don't know. Does he has he declined? He's probably taking a step back. He's still he's still a guy I would not want to see in the playoffs, honestly. But maybe that's naive. Maybe I'm just I holding the, on to hope the, here. The ayahuasca sped it up for Aaron. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. But when it happens, man. It happens fast. So enjoy while you got them because it gets – I mean, you lose at home to the Pacers when it when it when when it's time to fall off. I'll tell you what the Lakers need. Shoot yes. 360. I knew where you were going. They need shoot 360. They do need to go there. Stat. Because they ain't got nobody they can rely on, you know, from three. Nope, because my man Monk left. Now he's, he's banging home threes for the Kings. I, I, nothing worse than that. Man with Sacramento and balling out. <laughs> That's something else there. But – Lakers need to shoot 360 because they can learn. LeBron can learn where he needs to work on his jumper, his arc, his depth, uh, his directional. He can get that muscle member. It's never too late, Bron. It's never too late to improve your game. He can do that uh, at shoot 360. It's right here in Memphis. So if you've got a young one, niece, nephew, daughter, son that loves basketball, 
and you want to see them get better at the game with their skills, take them to shoot 360. Yep, walking to the place, 85 Market Center Drive in Collierville, you'll be blown away like we were. Your kid's going to be sucked in, too, because all of it's so interactive for them. It's going to be like they're playing a video game. You look up in 30 minutes, they've shot 250 uh, threes, 250 shot attempts. That's how you get better. That's how they do it out at Shoot 360. We call it the future of basketball training. They make it super, super affordable as well. Can do a bunch of different packages, but a one-year commitment, 12 months and $130 a month is a great deal, I'm here to tell you, as a father. Get out there now. Again, it's at 85 Market Center Drive in Kyrieville. It's the future of basketball training in Memphis, and the future is now. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Shoot360. It is a great time to head over to the Wing Guru. Because right now, you can get 50-piece party wings for $49. 99. Yeah, a lot of people talking about the price. The Wing Guru well, has never been better than it is right now. My go-to flavor is garlic sriracha. I like to, you know, really do it up, do it big when I head over to the Wing Guru. And garlic sriracha is the way I go. It's got that perfect zest, just enough heat. I love it. But you may want Nashville hot. You may want the regular hot. You may want something even more exotic, the lemon pepper, whatever. It's all there at the Wing Guru. Head over there today. Try the Triple J for Jaron Jackson Jr. Heck, for the way he's been playing. You might as well honor him and uh, quench those quench those taste buds. And you're going to absolutely love the Triple J flavor. There's so many to try. John's mentioned in his just there last Thursday over at the uh, last Tuesday over at 5699 Mount Moriah, the original location. Wife got the five whole wings with seasoned fries. She likes hers lemon pepper. I did ten boneless Nashville hot. Split them with CJ. That's the way we do it at the Wing Guru. How are you doing it? When you see Billy Richmond, the former Tiger basketball player turned Wing Guru king, you tell him that Jason and John sent you. Uh, we're getting ready to kick off here in just it's a exciting. few minutes. Yeah. Very exciting time. Yeah, I wish uh, you're going to get on that TV over there. What, yeah, we bro? still got time. I got time to get it on. All right. Just making sure. Um, there was a uh, a conversation on, I guess, was this on Instagram, Jason? No, it would have been on Facebook. Jason. This is on Facebook. Okay, sorry. You know, I'm old, man. I don't know my social media like that. Um, and there was a conversation between some former Tiger basketball players uh, about, I guess the, 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 the topic was Alex Lomax. Uh, and, you know, as we all have known and lived through over the last, you know, four years, he has been a... He has been a very divisive player <clears throat> as these things go. And uh, was it Will Coleman who, who yeah, posted? Yeah, the original post was from Will Coleman. A couple other Tigers players, a few other Tiger, former Tigers chimed in, and it was sort of the conversation itself. It was, you, you heard it. The ESPN guys were talking about the criticism. I'm yeah. sure Penny Hardaway had clearly uh, briefed them on it, the criticism that Alex Lomax has endured during his time at Memphis. It's 
documented, chronicled. We've certainly talked about it here, but the commentators brought it up quite a bit during the old, the, uh, I was about to call it the Old Spice, ESPN Events Invitational used to be the Old Spice. Commentators brought it up quite a bit, and Will Coleman put out a Facebook, uh, put up a, a post on Facebook basically saying, look, you know, ALO's taking a lot. This is last ride. Realize that constructive criticism is one thing. Um, his point was that it's gone past that to a point where, um, you know, you're you're messing with the man's character at this point. As I'm reading from his post now, his mental, his emotions. He's got one last ride. Let's not make this kid hate that. But but more more because we, we've heard other tigers say that as well. Come yep. to his defense. Yep. Uh, and I'm sure Alo appreciated that sentiment from Will Coleman. But but I saw a a comment to his post um, again from a former tiger, one that I covered, Farrakhan Hall, who obviously grew up here in Memphis, went to White Station, obviously started Seton Hall, but comes back home to be a Tiger, and uh, his quote was this, I found much more interesting. The city that loves to hate their own. Shaking, he put SMFH, okay, that's the, but but to his point was that we as a city, you know, our, our own guys will tear them down, maybe to a point that's that's somewhat unique. I, 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 as I, I, I've driven around the last couple of days thinking about it, because this was a post that Will put up a couple of days ago after Tiger's last game, um, thinking about what Farrakhan said, mm-hmm. how we'll tear down our own. And maybe, you know, for me, it, it, it even crossed over to, okay, the, the Dolph, you, you know, killing, and sort of what some have said about that, how man can't even come back home. You know, got folks, got a hit out on him, uh, you know, obviously uh, uh, have been charged with that. But man can't even come back, you know, home in this instance, or at least the place where he, he grew up, and and got me to thinking: Do we, do do we have a tendency to take our own, in this case, Alex Lomax being that, and just tearing them up? Maybe more so than other cities do. Now, Farrakhan's guy who's been all around the world. Yep. Right. And so, so again, for these hometown guys to be saying my city tears us up, that, that's a you know, they're, they're all each entitled to their opinion, and to feel that way. Clearly, there's something, there's enough out there for some of these guys to believe it. My, the, the question I've been asking myself the last couple of days is, is do we? Are we? Do we tear them up? Do we eat our own just in terms of Memphis and how critical we can be of some of these guys? Well, I think... I think are we different than other places? Are I, we unique I, in that aspect? I, I think that's the, 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 the crux of the deal here is that, you know, it's a, it, Memphis is such a unique place because it's, a, it's, a, it's an, an urban city with an urban university, uh, and, and, you know, like a urban, like media, like a top, you know, top, it's, we're a top 51 market. And for so many years that Memphis basketball was the thing. And so there is this underbelly of great passion and great attention. And, you know, and it, it's not always like that and, and, and probably not like that at all. In most major cities, most big cities have other things that they're watching that they're paying attention to. But in, in Memphis, we know they are one of the two. It's Grizzlies and it's Memphis basketball, you know. And I, I have no energy in arguing about the order, but, like, that is the two. Um, and so I think what happens is there is, a, there is this great attention and this great pressure uh, that, that, that is applied, especially to local kids who play here and who are from here. Um, and I think there is there's probably an expectation on their behalfs that because I am from this place, I am from home, that I would be absolved from criticism if I or my team does not, you know, reach the heights that we were expected to reach. But what sort of clashes with that is, you know, the media machine. You know, you go to New York, you go to Boston, and I'm not saying Memphis is exactly like that, but it's sort of the same way it works, Philly, whatever. There is an expectation of winning. And when you have talent, you win. And when you don't, you get ripped. That's the way it goes. And so I think that because there's been – underperforming over the last 10 to 12 years, you know, it feel, it probably feels like to them that they have been, you know, unduly criticized when, you know, from, from our perspective, it's just been calling out what it is, which has been underperforming. So I don't, I don't, my, my long answer and my short answer is no, I don't think Memphis eats its own. I just think there has, like, do you think if Memphis had been going to final fours and elite eights that we would be having this discussion right now? no, it's just that that success has not accompanied the majority of the players that have come through here, you know, since 2010. Just the way it is. And that's why they feel that way. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I think I was working along, and, and I didn't read all of all of Will's posts, but it, it seemed like 
I'm with you that the media adds to this, but his was more about how how fans come down. And I realize media scrutiny the, leads yeah, to yeah, I realize yeah. that, but his was more about the the fans, him calling some of them fair weather. Yeah. You know, you're sporting out one day, then you go hard. I, I'd, I'd ask it this way. Do you think looking from a fan standpoint, take media scrutiny, some of it honest, some of it may be unfair, take that out of it. Mm-hmm. Do you think if you're Alex Lomax, you look back on your time fondly at Memphis? Well, if you're thinking about how fans embraced you, whatever else, do you look back fondly on it or do you look back on it like uh, like Joe has told us he looked back on it? Whether that was media or whatever else, and yeah. and it was it, it was toxic at times. Well, Do you think like, he'll say, "Oh, those years were great years"? Well, no, but or, I, or has it gotten to a point where again you're calling out for what he is or what what he's? But all of that trickles back down to him, right? In terms of right, and it, and it piles on everything else. So so I'm get, I'm getting to something here. If Alex Lomax doesn't leave Memphis and say I have a, I had a positive, I'm saying when he's done, I had a positive experience there where I enjoyed the the fans and all of it. Right. What, what about the next Memphis kid? Mm. You know what? It, it's does does Alex Lomax tell him, man, it was tough for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And does that Memphis is that Memphis kid better off perhaps going somewhere else? Well, I don't think to, that. to be honest with you, because I don't think that. because I'm going to be honest with you, John, if we're looking at the real truth. It's different now than it was back in the day because the criticism gets so close to you because you go out there like the conversation we had on social media and it's absolutely everywhere. It's different in a time where guys were being criticized by local columnists and then folks just had to talk around the water cooler about it, but it never got out there and never got public it's a different day and age now to where that can that can have an effect on your experience how much you get how much criticism this isn't a conversation about whether it's fair to level it what alex is as a player it's just about how much he's gotten Mm -hmm. over his time there and is it a lesson is it at all anything an example for other memphis kids who may or may not face that sort of scrutiny criticism whatever you want to call it in some cases uh, I, I guess we've we've criticized Alex the person, according to to to, to well, Will Cole. I, I, no, I'm saying we fans. I don't think anybody has I don't ever think media criticized. Media gets on Alex the person. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I, I mean, I, I can't say I've spoken to every fan, but I doubt that that is happening. I doubt that fans are attacking Alex Lomax's character. They might be attacking his jump shot. They're not attacking who he is as a person. Um, I, I, right, but should that energy be directed at Penny? That's the point. Well, is that yeah. Alex gets all of that? Yeah, but it's easier. To, but he is what he is. It's easier to take it to Lomax, though. You know, than it is to take the Penny. Honestly, because of you know Penny's, he's Penny. But to, to your whole point earlier about not judging what we should be doing is not judging Al- Alex is what he is. Right. That criticism should no, be the fact that Penny exactly right. keeps rolling him out there think, to put him in that position. That that that's. Another conversation, but again, I go, keep going back to the point right. of is that a good experience for him to a point where he's telling other Memphis guys that are coming up through the ranks yeah. that Penny Hardaway is going to want that this is worth it, well, that it's still worth it. We used to tell you Memphis would always take care of you. Well, I, we said that about local uh, Austin Nichols. We said that's oh, true, Memphis but, will take care of you for life if you if you pick Memphis. Okay, but there was an like, asterisk with that. Like you got you got to be pretty good. You got to be like you know. I mean, <laughs> not my point. It was part of the pitch, bro. Right. No, it, it was. It was the part of the pitch to Memphis kids, it the was. good ones, to stay home. But but I do think that it is it is directly reflective of how successful the player is or becomes too. Like unfortunately Joe was extremely successful. He until Alo, he was probably the most scrutinized. That's one place I agreed yeah. with Josh on. He was extremely conference player of the year, everything yeah. else. Different than Alex in that fashion. Yeah. Different. Well, I mean, people have tried to help Joe at every turn, though. Well, I'm talking about his career. We're talking yeah. about his career, not Joe post career. Yeah. We're talking about Joe Joe his career. Yeah, I mean, look, I and, and we scrutinize the hell out of it. I think what happens is the Memphis kid that stays home, he his experience is going to be more extreme to the good or to the bad. That is what I like. If you if you if your team is amazing and you make deep runs and you do what you know the '73 team did uh, or or '85 did, then you are forever a legend, right? You are forever you're immortalized in this city. If you come here as a local kid and your team does not have that success and you kind of struggle, and, and, and Joe didn't struggle personally, his teams did. You know, how do we feel about Chris Crawford? You know, do you think Chris Crawford would say that his experience was negative? I mean, I'm genuinely curious. Like, what does Chris Crawford think about his time? I would, I would assume that he thinks his fa- the, 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 what he got from fans in the program was positive. Right, because now, it, now in terms it, of how he was used, Josh, you're, well, you know, that if you're adding that into the experience, I'm is sure he it has because a, his expectations were lower because he was lower ranked at a high school? Like, what's the psychology there? 
You know, I just don't think he was that guy. Joe was that guy that invited well, yeah. on that team. Joe, Joe was, was that guy American. That Joe invited was... that in on this team. It's yeah. Alo. Yeah. Well, look, I <laughs> I just think people don't think Alo is a good player, and they don't think he can score, and they and they're sick of seeing him. That's like. At least in terms well, of again, to if that's the point to that point, I would say again, if you're going to do that fairly, yes, le- levy that towards uh, the coach, Penny Hardaway, the coach, yes, yeah, yes, yes, who has who has given because him that again, role. That you're gonna at, at some point you're gonna yes. want another Memphis area player right. on your team. Yes. you're gonna want and you're gonna want him to have a good experience. No, it's true. So uh, you keep bashing the player for what he is or what more importantly what he isn't. You know, you 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 you're adding to the 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 possibility of okay, some of these guys are gonna say they didn't have a good experience, but you know, I think again, I think if Will Coleman, if, if I'm gonna tell I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this, I have to be straight out honest with you. Of course, if Penny Hardaway came after my kid at some point, be super interested, right? But what? But if my kid was in a, a, a possibly gonna have Alo's experience, would I think twice about sending him to Memphis? Probably, maybe so. Does CJ maybe have a, a good chance shot? of that? Maybe a good chance. Don't, 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 don't try to simplify no, no, it in that no, way. But that does have something to do I, with I it. I wouldn't want my kid to go. This, I'll boil it down. To, I wouldn't want my kid to go through what Alo's gone through. Well, he wouldn't. And go- I realize some of that, to your point, has been, okay, the media scrutiny, which leads to the fan scrutiny yes. and everything else. But that's my point is, it, man, it, it's got to be hard for that dude. Hell, you talking about somebody that should just turn social media off. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, it's everywhere out there for him. Would I want my kid to go through that? You think about what Alo's father was saying just well, last no, year about look, how things were going. Look, I, that's hard. It man. is hard, but we both know that if Alo was not who he was, and if he was some kid from you know Coral Gables, Florida, he would have been gone four years ago. You know, that's the that, that I think that's the frustration too. Is like he continues to have this role that he really is only getting because of his connection to Penny Hardaway, and people are frustrated by that. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I understand that. Again, that that should be love it a penny. But they, you know, it's like you're right. You're right. Alo is simply because just a, because because from a standpoint of representing the program you care about, when has Alo let you? Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 